Hi, this is Timothy Zahn, author of Star Wars Thrawn. You're listening to Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. I feel the force. A Utini production. What a piece of junk. Episode 42, Catching Up With Comics. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. On this episode, new book announcements, plus analyzing the upcoming Project Luminous announcement, and the Utini team catches up with the Star Wars comics. I won't fail you. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Eilerson and Dr. Charles Hankel. Utini! Man, see, when Corey's here, it just takes so much longer, right? That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but now that you bring it up... <laughs> it's just obvious. I mean, some of us also like to show up for work instead of going in a 15-person tent, <laughs> camping. He's glamping. Uh, He's glamping, and those he are is his own words. Don't don't give Glamour him camping. the justice of calling it camping. <laughs> but you know what, my friends? We are not camping we are not glamping no we are here for episode 42 of the living force podcast that is right my name is eric eilerson i am one of your hosts and with me is the doctor himself dr charles hankel happy tuesday buddy hey happy tuesday a tuesday like any other long day at work glad to be here now (laughs) yes welcome back uh we shifted our recording schedule around a bit this week because listeners as you would notice for the second week in a row, we did not go live due to Corey's unfortunate uh, technical gas. Not any gas. He's the only one that knows how to do the streaming stuff on his computer. So the minute he's gone, we have to pre-record. But I like to think we made up for it this week because we released so much freaking content, Charles, like in the last two days. I know. It was nuts. I know because I get all the Patreon emails as well, and I was getting blown up. <laughs> I was like, what is this? What is this? What's dropping now? So hopefully everyone's enjoying all that content and can forgive us for these last couple of weeks. Yeah, we're hoping, y'all. I mean, on the on the main feed, we gave a couple little bonuses and uh, kind of as an apology for not going live, we gave you guys uh, a sneak peek at Bounty Hunt, where Corey and I talked about the first three seasons of The Clone Wars, and we gave you the most recent episode of Legends Look Back where Jared and the gang talked about Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which is a batshit insane book. Um, I cannot wait to listen to that full episode myself. And then over on the Patreon exclusive feed, uh, if you are in the Inquisitorious level today, you got our second council meeting, where Corey and I went through your Q&As for about an hour. So we're sorry we're not live, but we we really try to over-apologize, I feel. (laughs) I, I hope we made up for it. I hope so. And on this episode... Charles and I are going to talk a bit about some of the latest comics that have been coming out, but that's way later in the show because we have so much news to get to before that. At the top, though, speaking of those Patreon levels, we want to thank two people because we got two new patrons since last episode, which is incredible. We got first Peter1987 joined us. Uh, I know, Peter, your full name, I think, was in Patreon, but I usually try to say whatever the screen name is because maybe you want to be incognito. I don't know. But welcome to the family. We're so happy I to won- have you. I wonder what year Peter was born in. I have no idea. Maybe he just really <laughs> likes that Taylor. Or no, Taylor Swift. Is that 1987, right? That's the Taylor Swift album? I don't know. Taylor Swift, was, she probably wasn't alive in 1987. I feel like she... Or no, 1989. That's what it is. It's 89. Okay. That's the album. Um, Sorry about that, folks. My Swifties. Uh, <laughs> go watch her new documentary on Netflix. I honestly can't wait to see it. 
Br- Brad Whipple over at Friends of the Forest watched it, and he was freaking out about it on Twitter. So it's a, it's a nice endorsement. Uh, and the second of all, we had uh, Drew Ibarando. I hope I'm saying that right, or Ibarando, because it's two R's, uh, who joined our Jedi High Council this yeah, week. Yeah, buddy. So freaking welcome. Incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, we're so happy to have you helping to lead this podcast, helping to kind of direct us along with Patrick and Adam that are already there hanging out. We are very, very thrilled to have you. And speaking of that, my friends, because of these additional patrons, we are so, so flipping close right now to our next Patreon goal. Amazingly, even though we just did our last one, <laughs> um, you guys have been supporting this show in a truly phenomenal way. And it, just means the world to us. And over the past couple of weeks, we were running a poll on what you wanted that next um, reward to be. And if we get just a couple more bucks, according to Patreon right now, we're going to do a Lost Stars roundtable. Now, Charles, does that excite you? Does the idea of rereading Lost Stars sound good? <laughs> yeah, you know, I've only I've only read it once, so but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I was all four putting it in our foundational five and I would love to revisit mm-hmm. it because if the same thing happens with lost stars that did with queen shadow, like where I oh enjoyed it so much more the second time. I mean, I can't even imagine enjoying lost stars that much, but we'll see. Yeah. So if you want to hear that round table and you're either not a patron, uh, head over to patreoncom slash utini, or if you're already on there and you want to bump up for a bit to get that lost stars episode, awesome uh regardless though we're gonna keep pumping out this content for you because we love you and we like hanging out with you every week but speaking of that round table the last two episodes we did talk about queen shadow by ek johnston and for those of you that may have missed those episodes or you're waiting until you reread the book yourself and bang on that episode totally cool charles i wanted to touch on something you just said mm-hmm. because you and i both rated the book higher this time than we did our last time even though those recordings don't exist um, we did rate higher upon a reread. Now, what do you think, for people that didn't listen to that episode, really made the difference this time? Because we knew what was going to happen in the book. We had a memory of it, but somehow this enhanced it. Why is that? It's a good question. I mean, I think some of it is situational. So, it, I mean, even to this day, my probable like actual ranking of the Star Wars films can change depending on exactly how I'm feeling one day. Versus another, but I think another part of it is when you're first reading a book, all you can really take in is all the big plot points. And as you're moving through, you may miss a lot of the little things and not have an appreciation for those little things. And I think when you go back and you don't have to focus so much on, on the big picture, you can look more into the nitty gritty type stuff. And I think that certainly applies for Queen Shadow. And so when you catch all those little things, I think you have more of an appreciation for the overall product absolutely so on that note i feel the same way if you haven't reread a star wars book you love in a while or there's one that you maybe didn't quite like give it another crack or better yet get the audiobook mm-hmm. right because if you read a book both of us did audio for most of this last queen shadow reread and it was so cool because personally i zone out a bit on audiobooks if i haven't read them before because if i'm driving or i'm walking the dog or something and i get distracted but if I know what's coming, it's a lot easier for me to continue. Um, and if you want a free audiobook, you can head to utini.com slash audible 
Start a free trial. Get a free audiobook. You can grab Queen Shadow. You can grab Lost Stars in honor of our upcoming roundtable. And we'll get 15 bucks for everyone that signs up with a free trial. So totally risk-free. Even if you cancel right afterwards, you get to keep your book forever. Uh, and that would be a cool way to help us out. And if you want to be around for all that goodness, finally, make sure you're, you are subscribed to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Because every week, we're bringing you all this EU news. And if you like what we're saying and you haven't yet, get a review on iTunes. Five stars. A couple sentences. It helps us in the algorithm. and just makes us feel so warm inside. Right? Makes us smile. Every makes time. us laugh. Every time. <laughs> and speaking of that book news, my friend, holy poop did we get a lot this week. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Each week, we always wonder, listeners, uh, what we're going to do the show about because we, we plan a lot of stuff ahead, but sometimes we're like, what's going on in the Star Wars world? What can we adjust? What can we fi- kind of fill the time with? And then as I'm making the outline, without a doubt, every week, more and more and more and more comes out. So, Charles, let's start with the first possibly biggest drop we got this last week in the Star Wars book universe, okay. which is the official announcement that on February 24th, there will be an event where we will finally, finally get details about Project Luminous. Oh my god, I tell you what, man. There there was like an announcement about the secret project that will have an announcement regarding the announcement in a year. <laughs> and we're finally <laughs> almost there. We might know what this thing actually is. It's not, it's kind of like how we get commercials for tr- for teaser trailers now. Yeah. You know, like they're like Tonight, we're going to show you 10 seconds of the eventual 30 seconds of the eventual (laughs) minute-and-a-half-long teaser that comes before the two-minute trailer. Exactly. Exactly. But once you get um, there, it's satisfying. So I'm I'm looking forward to February 24th. Yeah, for sure. Uh, This this news really broke with Clayton Sandal, who is an ABC correspondent on Twitter. He tweeted out um, some stuff about the 24th, saying that he is an ABC correspondent, got an invite, a couple other media people chimed in. So we know this is actually an event that they're holding, right? Mm -hmm. And he also tweeted out a clarification saying, What is Project Luminous? As already announced, it's a publishing effort to tell a big, interconnected Star Wars story. Key, don't hold your breath for any movie, TV, or game tie-ins. On 224, we'll learn about stories, characters, release dates, and most intriguing, the era. Alright, so a couple things I get out of this. Tell me if you agree. Um, number one, it's, it is confirming, as he says, this is not about uh, rumored video game, right. any TV stuff. It's all books right now, books and comics, right? Yep. So we're not going to get a game announcement here, which which I think is fine. I, I think you it's... Know, were you expecting that? Well, I think it's totally fine. I, I don't even know what I expected anymore because it's just been this weird nebulous thing that's been out there and looming, but... Um, I'm really happy, actually. More like Project Loomingness, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, <laughs> you know, I'm really happy it's a publishing effort, and I think anyone that listens to this show is going to be happy about that as well. I mean, we we love this written content, and to see that they're putting... I mean, there's this huge spearhead project specifically focusing with written material. That's incredibly exciting. Yeah, it's it's kind of a magnifying glass held up to it that's never been really done in canon at least before right i mean it is putting this importance on the level of like a show or a movie like they're really hyping this up and this is the kind Um, of stuff that we couldn't have gotten until there was like a a reestablished canon if you will like there were these 
there are yeah. always these mini projects that would you know amount to a, a series like the the x-wing series or whatever it is but we yeah. there's or like never shadows been... of the empire way back when was like yeah. kind of a prototype for this yeah yeah but never have we had like just really a collective effort to really push out this huge new story so that's that's hugely exciting Totally. And later on in the tweet, he says, you know, we'll learn about the stories, characters, release dates, and the era. So obviously the stories will we'll get, you know, maybe some synopses. That'd be fun. But I'm really excited because he mentions characters specifically, which probably means we're getting a lot of new characters. Bring it on, man. Um, so excited about it. release dates. Mother of God cannot wait for those release dates, um, even if they change, which is fine. Um. <laughs> But overall, he in caps lock in the tweet says the era. So do you think this not confirms, but really leans us towards the High Republic theory we're going with? No, I I, I don't think it leans towards that. I think it confirms. I think it does. I mean, I don't I don't want <laughs> right, right. to I don't want to sure. speak too strongly here, but I really think it does. I mean, there's so much stuff coming out about this High Republic era, and as much as as much as we see people on Twitter try to play Monday morning quarterback and criticize the the Del Rey folks and the story group and all this stuff for tiny little inconsistencies that they catch after the fact, like let's keep in mind this is a hugely organized effort that Del Rey puts out, and we've been seeing these little mentions of the High Republic in the most recently released material, specifically in the comics, which we're going to get to yep. here shortly. And I mean that that is not an accident, guys. It's not an accident. I think that's what this is going to be. Agreed. And I don't think they would make a big deal about the era if it wasn't a new one. And, yeah, as you were saying, even in Star Wars number two, most recently, they talked about the High Republic. So we'll we'll mention that later on. But the official living force stance, without Corey at least, (laughs) is that we think they're going to announce the High Republic. So keep your eyes peeled. February 24th, we will be tweeting about it to no end. We'll probably have a big article write-up with some details about it. And everyone, I'm sure, online and in our Discord is going to be freaking out. And if you're not a part of that Discord, you want to get it on in those conversations, head over to utini.com slash Discord, where we'll be chatting all things Luminous that day. Uh, the next really unexpected announcement we got was a brand new freaking book. Yeah. Um, where did this come announced. from? Like, Out of nowhere. How, I, I have no idea. There were no whispers. There was nothing. There was just all of a sudden a cover and a, a synopsis. Yeah. So if you are out of the loop, my friends, Star Wars Poe Dameron Freefall, a new YA novel by Alex Segura got um, announced. It's going to be coming out on August 4th. And it tells the story of a young Poe Dameron after he runs away from home after the death of his mother to join the Spice Runners. Like this is the story of him and Zori Bliss and Babu Frick and... Even on the latest Q&A episode, Corey and I were talking about, oh, what, what stories do we want most? And we, we've been talking on this show for a bit about how excited we are about the possible Poe-Zori thing in the future. And, when, and no, it's August. It's literally yeah. coming in August. Yeah, I mean, clearly this has been in development for some time. And I'm I'm super excited to hear about this. I mean, it, tell me there's more Babu Frick and I'm in. It's as simple as that. Yeah, Babu, come on, fan favorite, we loved him, and with how quickly this is coming out, they had to bank on him being popular in order to write this book, so I'm, I I really can't wait, I didn't think we were going to get this this quickly, I thought it was going to be a comic as well, which would have been fine, but I love the YA novels, I think the YA novel track record has been pretty impeccable 
in canon so it's far. On, it's honestly been better than the adult novel, I think, overall. For sure. Um, so we will be obviously bringing you all the info we have on that as more is available. We're going to try to get Alex on the show at some point to chat about the book. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for Poe Dameron Freefall. And if you want to, over at youcheatney.com right now, search for that book. Pre-order link is active. So if you go to that book profile by typing it in the search bar, you're going to find that Amazon link. You're going to click through, pre-order it, and we'll get a couple cents to help us keep the lights on over here in addition to you getting that wonderful book in August. Now, speaking of another book that caused a bit of a stir on Twitter, right? Um, Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, the next Thrawn book, was, up until recently, said to be coming out on May 5th. Queen's Peril reportedly got pushed back to June to make room for it. We totally got it. And then Del Rey released a statement that says, instead of May 5th, the book will be released on October 6th. So it's a five-month delay. They also said that... um. The book is going to have kind of blue-edged pages. So, you know, old classic, like, leather-bound stuff kind of has the gold leaf pages yeah, sometimes. Yeah. They'll all be blue now. So, biggest takeaway from this, Charles, I'm going to say, um, don't freak out. So many people were losing their minds saying that, guys, Lucasfilm is on fire. Del Rey is clearly crumbling. They don't know what they're doing. Like, it's a book delay. You know, and, and, they, and they can... They confirmed on Twitter the book is finished. Like it's not not ready. They're not doing a bunch of changes. Like it's just how the publishing schedule sh- shook out. Yeah, I mean, this is the world that we live in now. I mean, if there is the tiniest change in the tiniest detail, there are people out there who start screaming from the rooftops that it's proof that the entire thing is a disaster. It's what happens with <laughs> right, right. Is, God forbid there's a reshoot. For a movie, you know what I mean? Like that it's, never happens except on all movies. I know, <laughs> and it's just a, a similar type thing. I mean, it made sense because we commented a few episodes ago that you know it it likely wasn't going to be that this book came out on the same day as Queen's Peril, which is what the initial scheduling was. So, I mean, we mm-hmm. honestly kind of predicted this and expected this, and here we are. And I I don't care. I, we're still going to get an awesome story. I'm still going to love it. Give me more Thrawn. And if yep. my book can have blue-edged pages and look cool on my bookshelf, then bring it on. I can wait till October. Yeah, man, absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, we're going to get this story. It's going to be great. It's going to be a little later, but cool. That means that part of the year didn't have a Star Wars book release, and now it does. So yep. very excited to talk about that. And, of course, as excerpts come out, we'll let you know. As more information comes out, we'll let you know. And above all, if we can ask for one thing for as a personal favor to us do not angry tweet the social media people at del rey because there, there was a lot of heat going at them and they their jobs suck because mostly it's people complaining about honestly if you go in their mentions it's legends not being canon anymore mm-hmm. and it's book delays and they're trying to do everything they can to give us tons of information and keep us in the loop um, and they're doing a great job so you know we're, we're not they're not paying us to say that they're not doing any of that um we just really want them to uh have good days and keep sharing more stuff with us. So Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising, October 6th. You got more time to hit that pre-order if you want, but be sure to stay tuned. And finally, today even, Charles, we were going to record last night, but we didn't. And it's a good thing because we got more book news today. Um, Our Slack channels, our Discord channels, our Twitters, and our text message threads were covered this morning with the g- 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 gorgeous new blue 
and purple cover for Star Wars Shadowfall and Alphabet Squadron novel. Oh my god, I mean, this thing's beautiful. This thing looks amazing. And not only the color scheme, like the color scheme is cool. And I have to be entirely honest right now, I have not read the excerpt yet. Uh, I have not mm-hmm. had time. But yeah, no spoil. We won't we won't talk about it here. It does spoil a bit of the first novel. So if you're going to click on that, uh, yeah. there is a decent spoiler Good. if you have not read the first book. Good call. Good heads up. Um, but you know what? What is cool about this cover is it's very reminiscent of the first cover, right, with Erica mm-hmm. on on the front. But this one has Chas, and yeah. I I don't know why, but I just had this wild idea of how cool it would be to have like this bright because the first cover was bright orange this one is like this nice bright vibrant purple like what if there Mm -hmm. were technically enough books in the end where each one had one of the alphabet squadron pilots on the front and it was just like a freaking rainbow by the end of it that'd be so cool that'd be awesome I would love that. I mean, give me like a nice bright red Will Lark one. Yes. And maybe Nath gets like a green. And then Kairos gets a cover and it's just black. Exactly. Just solid black. Exactly. What is this, Power Rangers? I don't I don't care. <laughs> I love it. Bring it on. Dude, yes. And I mean, as of now, apparently Alphabet Squadron is a trilogy, so we might only get three. But hey, if they want to stretch it, you know, we'll read it. I think it, um, it's an interesting, and again, I haven't read the excerpt. I don't know if this is addressed at all, but I think it's interesting that we have chas specifically on the front i mean mm-hmm. i can only expect that that means that she's going to play a massive role in this book in particular in this second chapter and so i i'd be curious to see who might be on the cover of the third the final book in a in a planned trilogy because we got a lot of pilots here in in the way that the first book went we don't know that every single character is going to make it through so who knows mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Paul Matthews, I believe, in our Discord actually started saying, all right, let's do some conspiracy theorizing. And on the novel, the B-Wing and the X-Wing are on the right side of Chas's head, mm. and the U-Wing, the A-Wing, and the Y-Wing are on the left. So, because Chas flies the B-Wing, mm. Erica flies the X-Wing, could that possibly at all indicate that the two of them are going to go off and do something separately, and with her being in the middle of the cover? Or is it just baller design, which it also might be? <laughs> um, so I guess we won't know. Until that book comes out later on in the summer. We won't. Um, but if you want to read that excerpt, there is a spoiler for a pretty decent twist at the end of the first book. But for those that have read it, know that um, the main antagonist of the second book is the focus of the excerpt. So hey, it does not include any of the team. Do you want to know what my prediction is right now for the third book you know I do. of this series? Which I'm never yeah. going to remember that I said this on this episode. So we'll never be able to say whether I was right or not. Third book in the trilogy... Harrison Dula, bright green. I love it. I'm so down with it. I, like, if the second book somehow ends with her having to, like, jump back in a starship and a fighter and be like, you know, I'll do it myself kind of thing, like, because the, the squad is decimated, I'm in. I'm into it. I'm there with you, man. So keep your eyes peeled for that book. I mean, obviously, a bunch of us put that. I think all, did all three of us put that in our top five or only you and me? Um, I know for a fact you and I did. I can't remember about Corey. He had a couple of different yeah, ones from us, but I, I think there's a good chance he did. It was fantastic. So yeah, be sure to keep your eye out for that uh, coming later in this summer. Back in this feed, we did a two-part roundtable all about it where we talked about how much we like the characters, all that jazz as we usually do. And in our top five books of 2019 episode, 
I know at least Charles and I had it in our top five. Corey might have as well. But we have some massive Alphabet Squadron hype coming up. Man, so so that's the news from this week. My God, like, there's so much coming out. No. I'm so excited about it. Um, now, we're going to transition into our book reviews. Every week, we desperately try to read some of our book reviews over on utini.com, where if you don't know, you can search up any, any book, legends, canon, doesn't matter. You can find a rating for it. You can scroll down to the bottom of the page and give your one to five star rating and write a little review. And I took five from this past week. Again, we are getting more than we can count, and we love that. Keep them coming. But I wanted to highlight these three. So, first of all, we have MCAL, a friend of the show, reviewed Force Collector from this past year, gave it five stars, and said, I went into this book completely blind and came away with a truly memorable and enjoyable experience. I had fun getting to know these main characters. I found myself laughing out loud at some parts, cheering the characters on in their triumphs, and at other times feeling the weight of the past right along with our main character. That uh, I had a blast traveling around the galaxy with these new characters and getting to know some of the old better than before. And as an, as an avid history lover knows, the true story of the Jedi, the Clone Wars, Order 66 and beyond was going to be able to be told. What a joy to read a story reaffirming the narrative that the Force is bigger than the Sith and the Jedi, and that anyone could be used by the Force in any way. Would recommend this to any Star Wars fan. Which is a pretty high praise for Force Collector, which has gotten kind of mixed reviews from us for the most part, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's one of those that is hit or miss for people. Uh, You either really go all in for the story or you're not too jazzed about it. And I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, MCAL really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And I think if nothing else, even if you find people that don't like the book you're reading... Or if people, you know, are their voice in their displeasure, whatever. Love what you love yeah. and talk about it on UTNE ideally so we can get your love as well. Um, Charles, do you have the outline in front of you right now? I do, yeah. Do you want to hit that second review? Okay, so we have Anthony J who reviewed Cloak of Deception and he gave it four stars. And he said, while not his first Star Wars book, Deception is Lucino's first in a long history of detailing the backstories of many major film and EU characters and events. His first subject to tackle, probably one of the biggest grown moments of the prequels. And I quote, The taxation of trade routes to outlying star systems is in dispute. He takes this line that sounds very un-Star Wars and makes it the backdrop for a chess match between Palpatine and Chancellor Valorum. The fact that he succeeded here is the reason that he continued to be given more and more chances to refine his formula and give us powerhouse books like Catalyst and Plagueis. So, Anthony J. clearly knows his stuff when it comes to not just Star Wars books in general, but James Lucino books. Yeah, which, I mean, Corey, we know you're listening over in your glamping area, um, <laughs> our massive Lucino fan on the show. But I would agree. I mean, Catalyst and Plague guess absolute powerhouses, but no one really gets to, well, few people, I should say, get to really start there, yeah, right? Yeah. So the fact that he got to expand on this, and like we said in our Queen Shadow episodes, the expanding of cool stuff from the prequels into larger novels is an awesome tradition that we love on this show. And I think does a great job of not like shitting on the prequels or doing anything like that, but taking what maybe could have been done a little better in execution and really filling it out. So Cloak of Deception, solid recommendation from an all-star author. Yeah. Um, last one we wanted to do for this week is Jorgen S. Reviewed Aftermath, one of my favorites, for, with five stars. Says, this book was awesome. Both the story 
and the characters scream classic Star Wars, and it feels like a perfect continuation of Return of the Jedi. Ray Sloan is perhaps my favorite Imperial of all time. The return of Nora Wexley in Resistance Reborn was also fantastic, and seeing as I listened to that between reading this, I might have felt a stronger connection to her than the others. The only negative thing I have to say about Aftermath is that the interludes sometimes came in annoying places since I was so eager to continue the story. Not a bad problem to have, right? The interludes themselves are fantastic, and I love to see how the fall of the Empire is affecting so many different people and places. The next time I read the book, I will probably read the main story as a whole and all the interludes either before or after. I hope other people won't let the bad rep around this book drive them away, but give it a chance. It is most definitely worth it. And a big thing that Jorgen said that I thought was interesting was the idea of reading the interludes by themselves and reading the main story kind of by itself. So kind of taking control of your reader experience, which I never thought of before, honestly. I hadn't either. I think it's a pretty smart way to do it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's your book. If you if you want to get a physical book and you want to mark it up with a pen and do all this stuff, cool, go for it. If you want to read on an ebook, that's fine, do it. If you want an audiobook, skip. Whatever you want to do, it's your Star Wars book, so have fun with it. So thank you, Jorgen, for giving um, some of our listeners maybe an idea for their next read. And as always, if you want your reviews on this show, light up that utd.com with those reviews. One to five stars on some of those books. Make them fun, and maybe we'll try to get a few on the show all right a couple of utini updates before we go into our break friends as we said at the beginning of this show we got so many episodes on the timeline for you if you want some clone wars recaps we got that both in the main feed and the patreon um speaking of which mandalorian season two today just got announced in an earnings call october 2020 so mm. a future bounty hunt uh, make sure you get your disney plus subscriptions ready after Clone Wars, if you're going to cancel, you got to re-up by October to get more Mandalorian, so be ready for that. Also, as we said, our Q&A is up with me and Corey, and the Legends Look Back on Splinter of the Mind's Eye just got released. So plenty, plenty of content coming your way. And if you want all of that, please feel free to join us on Patreon for that exclusive content every month. For $5 a month, you're a guardian of the wills. You'll receive extra shows like that every single month. And for 2 bucks a month, you're a Jedi initiate. You get the show on Thursdays instead of Fridays. It's a lot of fun. All right, real quick, my friends, Charles and I are going to run out. We're going to take a quick member break, and when we come back, we are going to fill you in on what's going on in the newest Star Wars comics. Be right back. Hey, guys, it's Charles here, just in case you weren't sick of hearing me already. It's no secret that all of us at the Living Force and Utini are huge supporters of the Make Solo 2 Happen movement, but what you might not know is that there's already a whole Han Solo trilogy, in Legends, that is. That's right. Disney may have made Solo a Star Wars story, but A.C. Crispin beat them to our favorite Smuggler's origin story by about 20 years. Comprised of the Paradise Snare, the Hut Gambit, and Rebel Dawn, you can follow Han from his days as an orphan on Corellia all the way up to mere moments before accepting a meeting with an old man and a farm boy that would change the course of his life forever. This series is absolutely one of my favorites, and I consider it underappreciated in the grand scheme of things. Though, I may be biased. As listeners may know, The Paradise Snare was the first Star Wars book I ever picked up, and I never looked back. That's thanks in no small part to the incredible writing in this series. Of course, the creators of Solo A Star Wars Story had a high opinion of it too. Huge story elements are borrowed for the movie, and Crispin gets an actual shout-out in the novelization. So, while you're waiting for Solo 2 to happen on screen, go make it happen in the books. If you want to pick this series up, head on over to utini.com and use the Amazon affiliate link. 
We'd really appreciate it, and you won't be sorry. Now back to the guys in the main show so they can talk about how incredible this clip was. And we are back right on the heels of that break, of that cameo. It was phenomenal. It was marvelous. I have no idea what it was, but I think it was good. I got a good feeling that February is going to be the month of excellent cameos. What do you think, Charles? Is there, there, there a chance of that? I think there's always a chance of that whenever you're the one reacting, Eric. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your cameo hype man. I am available for private events. Um, uh, Livingforcepod at utini.com. So, comic books. Comic books, graphic novels. Friends, this year, at this top of the year, the main Star Wars comics all relaunched. If you haven't been reading the Star Wars comics, a brief recap. Starting in 2015, we got a new book, Star Wars number one. We got Darth Vader number one at Marvel. And they all started right at the end of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Over the last four years, they've been covering that section with a bunch of stories, with a bunch of characters. And then they had a big end of event um, called Operation Hoth, where they got to Hoth. Then Empire happens. And at the start of 2020... We're getting new comics. This is post-Empire. So at the time of this recording, we have gotten two issues of the main Star Wars comic by Charles Soule and uh, drawn by uh, Jesus Seis. And we've gotten two issues, soon to be three issues by the time you listen to this, of The Rise of Kylo Ren, also by Charles Soule and drawn by Will Sliney. Uh, now, Charles, before we get into a few spoilers, uh, Matt, if you want to hit that klaxon, we got spoilers upcoming. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What have you thought about these new comics so far? Maybe in comparison to some of the old ones. Well, so I'm really encouraged overall, I would say. I think, though, that quite honestly, everything that they've put out, comics-wise, has been really strong mm-hmm. at the beginning. And for me personally, the Star Wars mainline, before the relaunch... It, it dropped off for me a bit in terms of quality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, when you put out that much content, it's not that surprising. But I thought that the first two volumes, for instance, of the Star Wars mainline whenever it first launched were just fantastic. And I think that the stories we've gotten thus far with the Rise of Kylo Ren and with the new Star Wars mainline, they've been that caliber again. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I think that... The Star Wars mainline maybe started out as strong as any comic I've read in a few years. Um, And especially a lot of the Vader stuff did the same. And when they got farther away from Episode 4, I think some of the original stuff did okay, but could have been a little tighter. So maybe that happens with this line as well, but I have faith going forward nonetheless. Uh, First thing I want to highlight, though, is, as you said, The Rise of Kylo Ren. Now, this was a series that started... Before The Rise of Skywalker, we got our first issue, and this is, as Charles Soule says, from Ben to Ren. This is Ben Solo turning into Kylo Ren. And again, if you haven't read the issues, we're basically going to tell you the big key elements. So even if you don't want to go back and read, we want to catch you up because there's some pretty cool, important canon stuff happening here. So basic plot for the first two issues, we've seen Ben seeing... The Jedi Temple explode. We find out that he doesn't seem to be the one that caused the explosion at Luke's temple. Um, And he flees to Snoke, his friend, who we find is kind of a seemingly benevolent creature. Um, And then he finds the helmet of the fabled Wren, leader of the Knights of Wren. And he puts it on 
and now he is looking for the knights themselves. He is using kind of the spirit of Ren to find the knights. And it looks like these following issues are going to kind of show his ascension there. Now, a couple key elements that got involved in this story so far. The knights of Ren are evil bastards um, who, who use the dark side. <laughs> They're not Sith, but they can all tap into the dark side and tap into the quote-unquote Ren which apparently is some kind of dark side energy. Um, so again, Charles Soule expanding the mythology of the dark side. Their leader is called Ren. Uh, but that's his name. The rest of them also have names. They were listed in the Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary as well as in the comic. We get to see Luke as a Jedi master. He fights the Knights of Ren in the second issue to defend Ben. And we kind of get to see the Luke of legend. Um, and I want to ask you now a question, Charles, because we see Snoke in these books, as I said. How does the rise of Skywalker now change our view of Snoke in this book? Because he seems like a benevolent kind of um, fatherly figure that Ben can run to for sanctuary. And he's like, Snoke, you've been a friend to me. And he seems to be having concerns over the years. And he's gone to Snoke over and over. But now right. knowing that Snoke is apparently controlled by Palpatine, does that change anything for you? I don't know that it changes anything for me. There's so much in this comic revolving around Snoke and around this relationship that is incredibly interesting to me, but I don't think it it changes anything. It makes sense to me, though. It does make mm-hmm. sense to me because it's a clearly a parallel between the early relationship between Palpatine and Anakin. I mean, it, it's an echo of that relationship in and of itself, and now we know that the reason that it is is because... It was actually Palpatine pulling those strings. So he knows very well how to manipulate someone, how to turn someone to the dark side. He has done it before. And it doesn't matter how strong they are with the Force. It doesn't matter that it was Anakin before. It doesn't matter that this time it's Luke Skywalker's apprentice. He knows what he's doing. And we see a lot of things like Snoke calls uh, uh, Ben my boy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that sounds like something that Palpatine, you know, would be saying to Anakin. They actually hug. They hug yeah. in this yeah. comic, which is the weirdest. I never thought I would see that. The only <laughs> thing weirder. No, I take that back. The only two things weirder than Snoke hugging Ben Solo is the fact that he lives in a greenhouse. Yep. For one. And two, his little hat that makes him look like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. A Teletubby with a drug habit is what he looks like to me. I, I don't <laughs> That's exactly it, though. That's an incredibly apt description. <laughs> if you haven't seen this, go please go read this comic, even if you just buy the first issue, just to see Snoke in a hat. Yeah. It, it, is, it is seriously wild, and I think you nailed it with, with um, how Palpatine-like Snoke is in the way he's kind of manipulating Ben and a lot of the outcry after the rise of Skywalker for the character of Ben Solo has been the tragedy of how he was manipulated right and that's what makes it so sad is that he was never quite in control of his destiny and now we see in this comic even from the start um, with Snoke's manipulations and I'm really excited to see where that goes in the next three issues Um, also a quick correction I misspoke earlier the next issue of this does not come out tomorrow the 5th it comes out on the 12th uh darth vader number one comes out tomorrow which we'll discuss later on so Mm. just a quick if you're looking in in your comicsology app or your local store uh that is not this week my mistake um but in addition to ben and snoke i really really like 
what the Knights of Ren are doing. Because we, we saw them for a bit in The Rise of Skywalker. You know, they had their cool fight scenes, fine. But kind of the the amount of brutality that Soul gives them is really kind of chilling. You know, they are pretty merciless in the way that they slaughter people down and follow this dark force. Mm-hmm. And the leader, Ren, that um, Luke and Ben run into in the second issue is so charismatic. And he's, I mean, he's attractive. He takes his helmet off. He's not like an ugly, scarred face. He's like a very, like, pretty, handsome, charismatic guy that can talk really easily. And you can see kind of how Ben would be manipulated by this guy because he's just normal and he's got power. And, like, you know, it's that seductive part of the dark side that I think we often forget because so many people that give into the dark side are just ugly as sin. And that's like, yeah. well, of course they're evil, they're ugly, you know? But the way that they kind of do everything with a, a certain amount of ease can totally be very seductive for a kid who seems to be having a hard time kind of staying on the light side. And we see his fellow Padawans um, chase after him after he leaves, and that seems to be um, you know a big fight that's coming. And you can tell how naturally talented Ben is, and you kind of start to understand, man, how frustrating must that have been to see these guys tapping into this Ren, tapping into this Dark so easily, knowing he has the raw talent to do so, and constantly feeling like he's being held back by Luke. You know? Yeah, I I think you hit the nail on the head. He proves that he is much stronger than these other force wielders that, you know, try to stand mm-hmm. against him. It's three versus one, and he, I mean, easily escapes them, dispatches them, and um, I think that speaks to how much power he truly had. I can only imagine he felt like he was being held back, and once again, that's an echo of the Anakin storyline where he felt like he mm-hmm. was being held back by those around him and that he had, you know, more power that he could tap into that they didn't want him to. For sure. So if you are missing uh, some Ben Solo stories, if you want more Kylo Ren, you want that dark side, you got to be reading the rise of Kylo Ren uh, by Charles Soule and Will Sliney. The art is incredible. It's got some really great Luke stuff as well. I know we briefly mentioned him, but it's, it really showcases how he, he was as a master. Yeah, yeah, that especially in the in the second issue, I think it highlights yeah. that a lot. And something else about Luke that I think is really interesting is in the first issue, uh, whenever Kylo or Ben rather first meets up with Snoke, one of the first things he says to him is like something along the lines of "Look what Master Luke did to you." Talking, I'm assuming about his kind of scarred appearance and the you know that yeah. kind of gaping hole on the side of his face. And so there's a, a whole story there. And apparently there was some Snoke v. Luke action that we know nothing about. Right. Which now is maybe that's Palpatine trying to get his final revenge again. So three more issues of that coming out could not be more stoked. Now, on the other hand, again, totally, totally different, which is one of the most phenomenal things about Star Wars comics. Each comic is a totally different genre. So... Even if you don't like every single one, that's totally fine. You can find your own niche. If you want just your straight-up adventure, excitement, saga comic, that's Star Wars. The title of the of the saga and the title of the book is just Star Wars. Two issues are out right now by Charles Soule and Jesus Says. And here's a brief synopsis of that. Again, spoilers coming up. This follows post-Empire with Luke, Leia, Lando, and Chewie. Right? Han is in Carbonite, so we don't get any of him. They're talking about how to save him. The Rebellion is splintered after um, escaping Hoth. 
um, and Cloud City. They all kind of went to different coordinates, and we find out in this latest issue they can't contact any of the other Rebel Cells because the Empire has hacked their communications. So this is a story of a group of Rebels that are adrift. They are by themselves. They don't know if anyone is still alive. They are kind of just hoping and praying that their allies made it out, but they are cut off completely, and they're kind of in this, you know, they have this sense of despair. Han is gone. Luke had his hand cut off. Luke is dealing with the Vader reveal. Like, so mm-hmm. much horrible stuff is happening, and we're thrust right in the middle of that action. A couple key elements we want to focus on in these first two issues. Luke dealing with that destiny. He has some kind of um, freak-out moments where he mirrors some of Vader's actions in Vader's earlier comic. Um, he, like, freaks out and breaks some of the glass in the ship. Um, he kind of questions what his destiny is, what his role is, like, if he's even meant to be a Jedi at all. We get Lando and Chewie going to search for Han on Tatooine. Um, Lando says he has contacts, so he goes and finds Jabba under the guise of trying to sell him to Bonagas to see, hey, has Boba Fett sold Han to you yet? And Jabba sees through him immediately and says, I'm going to kill you right now. And to which Lando says, hey, no, I will give you information about the Rebels if you let me live. So it is Hando... Is La- sorry, not Hondo. Lando is Lando being a double agent <laughs> oh right now. Oh my god! Right, Lando, Han, Hondo, both maybe double agents. What rough stuff? Um, back on the ships, we have Leia really taking a huge leadership role in these first two issues. Like she is in charge. She is in the planning meetings. She is respected. She is really trying to figure out what the rebels do as a whole. Uh, we get Shara Bay and Kes Dameron, Poe's parents are in this book. If you read the Shattered Empire comic, we met them there, and they are awesome. They're so fun. And, of course, uh, you know, they're flying with this cell. Shara is an A-wing pilot. And the first issue, a couple other pilots are making fun of Kess because he's he's looking for the A-wing. He wants to make sure his wife's okay. So they have some really good stuff. But most importantly, Charles, and this is where I think the majority of this conversation is going to go, mm-hmm. the ending of issue two, Lando says, hey, Luke, I'll take you back to Cloud City. We'll look for your lightsaber because you dropped it. Lando's like, I know exactly where that shaft leads. We'll find out where your lightsaber goes. We then pan to a scene of the lightsaber falling with Luke's hand. The hand falls down. And as the lightsaber is going down, a hand goes out and grabs it. And then says, Luke Skywalker must come and like, um, fulfill his destiny. And it's a hooded figure holding the lightsaber. Someone's got it. And I... That's the last page of the last issue. I freaked out. That's yeah. incredible. I mean, what do you what do you make of this? I don't. Who in the world is this? I mean, it's a it's a humanoid appearing uh, mm-hmm. person with a hood up. You can't see any of their face, but they're wearing what looks like a, a Jedi robe. Yeah, and they. Uh, I mean, they 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 say Skywalker. Like they they know they who know it is. who Luke is. And they're in Cloud City. Like, uh, do you do you think it's someone we know? Do you think it's someone we've seen before? Uh, you know, I'm gonna say no because I just I can't imagine who this would be. I, I I really I'm entirely at a loss. Do you have any kind of prediction or thoughts? I don't. So I'm looking at the panel right now. It just says Skywalker, follow your destiny, and it's it looks to be a person. Like you said, in a Jedi robe with Jedi garb with a glove, they look to be Caucasian 
for what that's worth. Um, I, I have, I have no idea, but it could be, I mean, is it someone that survived the clone wars? Like there's so much mystery in it. And, and I think this is such a cool thing. The comics can do is give us such a visual cliffhanger, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think this also is huge because this maybe more than anything recently shows how much importance they're willing to give to the comics, because this is a huge star Wars plot point. It is. I mean, what what was one of the biggest questions that came out of the Force Awakens? It was it was how in the world did Mos Kanata get that lightsaber? And story for another time. Yeah, and people have been just demanding that story for so long. And here, at least, we're learning about the very beginning of that journey from you know Cloud City to ending up with Mos Kanata, and we're learning about it in a comic. It's marvelous. Like I, I'm, I'm seriously lost for words just thinking about what it could be and thinking about how exciting it is that you know what what a way to start off your series. You know, it's not only filler. It's not only fun fun stuff. This is key Star Wars lore, and Charles Soule is proving himself again and again and again to be so worthy of this responsibility that he's been given. And on February twenty fourth, we're gonna find out what he's doing for Luminous. So, I mean. I couldn't imagine better hands to have that. And if, and my friends, if that little teaser doesn't get you hyped enough to go buy this comic, maybe you're not a comic reader and that's fine. Uh, we, we, we will try to periodically update you with what's going on in these comics and, and, uh, episodes like these, but you really want to be following along because the art is also gorgeous. I, I've got, I feel ashamed. We have barely talked about the artists and a good comic can live and die by its art. Honestly, more so than it's writing. And, uh, Says and Sliney are killing both these books. They're phenomenal. They are, they're drawing the characters. You know who it is, but it's not like a photograph likeness, like too much that it gets distracting. And the action shots of the lightsaber falling and being caught are just, they, they catch your breath as you're reading them. So definitely check them out. You can go, I mean, you can order on Utini. Um, when all the comics are collected about every six issues into a trade paperback, you can buy that on Amazon. Or you can go to your local comic book shop or on comicsology.com. So many ways to get comics, and these stories are ones you don't want to miss. Finally, tomorrow as we're recording, uh, so maybe you already bought this if you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday. Charles, we get a new Darth Vader comic. We have had two since the relaunch, Darth Vader and Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith. This is back to Darth Vader number one by Greg Pak and Raphael Ianco. Ianco? I butchered that. I'm so sorry. Um, but this is a new Vader comic that promises to have Vader dealing with the ghosts from his past, specifically a lot of Padme action. There's some preview pages from issue two that got released in StarWars.com that shows kind of him remembering Padme through her whole life and her legacy. Um, there's a murmuring that maybe we see a handmaiden, you know. What do you want out of this Darth Vader series that's different than the last two we've gotten? Why do we mm. keep going back to Vader? That's that's a great question. Vader is one of the most interesting characters, I think, to really get inside the helmet and to to really deal with his psyche because it's so odd. I mean, Vader is such a dissociation from Anakin as a person, and yet we still see Anakin trying to kind of break through, and we see that in little moments, and, and watching him suppress that and and 
move forward is one of the most interesting things I think that we see. And some of the best moments of the earlier comics were when he was dealing with trying to cope with what's happened in his past and right and trying to you know i don't want to spoil anything for those but there were some moments involving padme um in the other comics as well so to answer your question to get back to it what do i want differently from this comic i think the answer might be nothing i want more of the same (laughs) because it's incredibly interesting right yeah and the idea of the vader anakin split as you said is so fascinating i mean we look at books like thrawn alliances where the inner monologue of vader even talks about Anakin as the Jedi. Like, he refuses to acknowledge that he's the same person. And Empire is really the moment where those two start to come back together a little bit when he sees Mm -hmm. Luke. And he owns his role as his father, thereby acknowledging Anakin Skywalker once more as his own identity. So this book, taking place after Empire, opens that door once more to say, does that open up the Padme thing again? I mean, it's been years since he tried to basically contact her. It's been years since he tried to access that part of his psyche. Yeah. So what does he now do with the idea of what if I could have been a father? What if I could have had my wife? Like, does that start coming back? And what does that do to his action? So right. this comes out tomorrow. We will definitely be reading it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I think these are three super strong books to start this launch with. We get um, Dr. Afra comes back. Later this month, if you never read the old Dr. Afra comic, it's like Indiana Jones, essentially. Um, and it gets really weird. There's a Force-sensitive fungus that takes place in that book. Um, Dr. Amazon shows up in the older issues, so there's a lot of fun there. Um, all this to say that there is so much going on in Star Wars comics right now that is really key storytelling bits. And like, are you going to not understand future media if you don't read these comics? No, not necessarily. The good writers know how to write around it. But if you want to get this the most fun out of it if you want to really enrich your reading experiences the most you got to go to these comics they're so much fun um and i i was i would ask you know charles what are you most looking forward to out of these three if you had to pick one um is there anything that's going to trump your excitement to find out who's holding that lightsaber in star wars like is that the easy answer i have a very good feeling about the ending to the rise of kylo ren to be honest with you i think that keeping stories in a in a shorter format definitely Mm -hmm. makes it easier to keep the quality very high because there's no fat you know it's all totally yeah yeah, yeah. just good content and with this being a, a mini series and being something that has already started answering questions that we've had since the force awakens first came out I'm going to say that I'm actually most excited for that. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to take the easy way out and say Star Wars. I want to know who's holding that lightsaber. Of course uh, you do. I mean, the end of that Rise of Kylo Ren, I think, is going to be, knowing Charles Soule and knowing the character of Ben Solo, knowing Kylo Ren, it's going to be really hard. I think he's he's not going to pull any emotional punches. I think that the transformation is going to be hard to watch as Ben kind of slowly becomes Kylo and erases that part of his identity. And we're going to see how that affects other people as well. So I think you're right. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for these comics, folks. And to recap everything we've talked about this episode already, just on a brief note, we got that Project Luminous event coming at the end of February. We're going to get so many release dates and books and characters and maybe a confirmation of the High Republic. We got a Podameron book coming in August with Babu Frick and Zori Bliss. 
Dawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, we got coming in August. We got the first excerpt and a cover from Alpha Squadron Shadowfall. Not to mention, we got the novelization still coming next month, and we have Queen's Peril coming in May. Like, uh, I cannot explain how excited we are about where Star Wars Publishing is going this year alone. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the the Skywalker saga is over. Yes, we need new details about the movies. But, oh my gosh, the storytelling is unparalleled in these books and comics right now. They're continuing to go. Disney Plus keeps revving on. And we are so stoked to be here for the ride. Yeah. I, if I may... I, you may. Has the Skywalker saga really ended when we're getting brand new Skywalker content in the comics right now? I I would argue maybe not. So there's a lot still out there to enjoy, guys. And even if you don't want to venture into comics or maybe the YA novels for whatever reasons you have, because you're free to enjoy this material however you choose, just remember we're going to be here. We're going to be covering all that content. So anything you don't feel like actually diving into yourself we got your back. Just stay tuned to Utini and the Living Force, and we'll keep you up to date. 100%. Now, before we go, one quick little tease for a future episode that's going to be coming. Charles, you just confirmed a very important trip that you're going to take. Oh, yeah. we haven't. You and I haven't even talked about this. We haven't. Yeah, so I saved up all of my vacation time for this like entire first year of residency, and I'm using it all during this this beginning of this year um and i have officially gotten my tickets to go to galaxy's edge in april oh awesome and it's gonna Eric, be the best you're going right around the same time yep march march 23rd i will be in disneyland at galaxy's edge um i got my lightsaber appointment all set i got my ogus cantina reservation all set nice. uh, no, no i'm going to disneyland in california Right, and, and I'm going to Disney World. Right, in Florida. So um, we will both be, I'm sure, uh, we'll, we'll definitely be tweeting our thoughts about stuff, but we'll probably talk on the show about oh, our yeah. various experiences. Um, couldn't be more excited, frankly. I mean, since this announcement, you guys have heard us on this show talk about how much we love the idea of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, covering Black Spire and A Crash of Fate last year was really fun. Um, so glad both those books were good mm-hmm. and made us even more stoked. And, you know, um, if any of you have been to Galaxy's Edge and have some tips or have anything you particularly loved, feel free to tweet those at us. Jump in Discord in the um, Galaxy's Edge channel and tell us some things to do. Tell us some things that are very exciting. Um, and, I mean, hey, if you are at Galaxy's Edge on March 23rd in Disneyland, come say hi. Let me know. I would love to see some people. Um, and I know the two of us might try to uh, be at Galaxy's Edge along with thousands of other people around Star Wars Celebration time. I know that our flight that we booked gives us a day at Disney, so we're going to try to be there in August as well. So if we miss you this time, keep your eyes peeled for a Living Force hosts to be on Batu around the time of Star Wars Celebration. But on that note, my friends... With all this excitement going forward this year, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you are new to the show, we hope you enjoyed. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and tune in every single week to hear us talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. If you want to buy some of the books or comics we talked about, look up that book on Utini, click that Amazon link on the profile, and we'll get some sense to help keep our lights on. 
If you'd like to help us out more directly, you can find us on patreon.com slash utini or on TeePublic where our t-shirt designs are, including our brand new Queen's Peril We Are Brave Your Highness shirt with all the handmaidens. Uh, a special thank you, as always, to Adam Dyson and Patrick Ortiz and Drew Iberando, our Jedi High Council, for helping us out, and Timothy Dunlap on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support of this show. And if you want to help that support a little more and bump us up to the next Patreon goal, we're going to give you that Lost Stars Roundtable. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Eric Eilers and Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles, you are at C. Hankel. A special thank you, as always, to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddie, our producer, Wes, our community manager. Thank you to Charles for podcasting with me this week. And as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you. What if everything came with a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible? Like at the cantina. I'll take a half-calf spotchka, lightweight. Here's your free audiobook download for Master and Apprentice from Audible. Or getting your pod racer serviced. My pod racer needs upgrades to the coupling and stabilizer. And here's your free audiobook download for Resistance Reborn from Audible. Life in the galaxy doesn't work that way. But there is one place you can go where you can get a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And that's utini.com slash audible. Click the Audible logo and start your 30-day free trial, which includes a free audiobook download. So visit utini.com slash audible and get your free Star Wars audiobook download today.